Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what was the unexplained entity that seemed to take over a family home? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yep. 855-853-4802, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want to get access to our bonus episodes, our exclusive EPP bonus episodes, as we call them, brand new ones every single week, almost 400 of them now. Uh, all ready for you to binge away on at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You get that when you become an EPP extra podcast person. You get the uh, bonus episodes, our full archive of episodes, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, uh, advanced episodes, all of it ad free, no commercials in it. So you can sit there and just binge, binge, binge. Uh, our ebook and our audiobook also included there as well. Five bucks a month. That's how you support the show. Do it at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Stoney and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Well, um, it's nice to actually do something like that kind of feels like the outside world because I've been in quarantine. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Congratulations on finally having your first quarantine. See, this is what happens when on Friday you say out loud, I've never been tested for COVID. And then on Sunday you get your first test. And on Monday you get that really nasty ass one that everybody complains about. What what do they do on the nasty ass one? What happens there? Well, the first one, they go up your nose and that's when I'm thinking, oh, this is going to suck. Yeah. She's like. She says, hey, I'm. this isn't going to be horrible, just to let you know. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she does it, and I said, that was it? She said, yeah. So I'm like, well, what are all these people bitching about? Yeah. And then, um, oh, and I should preface all of this with even my doctor doesn't think I have COVID. But as you can hear, something's going on. Rabies. So you've got to, you know, anymore, unless it's like a broken limb, it could be. It could be COVID. Exactly. It could be the Delta variant. It's like, oh, my head itches. I don't know. Is that a symptom? I don't know. I got to go see. Yeah. Is it psoriasis or is it COVID? I don't know. I think we should start renaming all of the uh, variants after airlines. Uh, we got the Delta. I think we should have like the Pan Am variant and, and like the TWA and start even defunct airlines. It's like the United Express let's, variant. Let's do it. Oh, the Trump airlines. Yes. The, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be That's another for fun like one. nasty ass gastro issues. <laughs> Anyway, how do I really feel? Your projectile anyway, shitting, um, and that—that's the uh, <laughs> projectile vomiting, and, the, and we we get to make up the symptoms. Yes, so it's all just yep. made up shit. Yep. So, um, but the one on Monday when I go to my actual doctor, and she's like, "Well, we can't rule out, you know, because my throat felt like it was swelling shut, mm-hmm. which is not a good feeling." Yeah. And she goes, since we don't know what's causing this, you have to be tested for COVID. And this is not the rapid test this time. I'm like, okay, whatever. It was easy. And so the woman comes in and she goes, just to warn you, this is not going to be pleasant. And I'm not even going to try to even kind of dance around that. It's This is going to suck. And and so I go, well, the other one wasn't that bad. She goes, oh, no, this one I will go up into your sinuses. 
And so they go, it is the weirdest feeling because it's a sensation where you don't have sensation like mm-hmm. there. I mean, when your sinuses get infected or something or painful, that's one feeling, but it's another feeling when somebody's touching something to them. Yeah. It's really weird. So, it totally made my eyes start watering, my nose started running. Is this, this is like a, like a super long Q-tip they stick in your nose, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, this is the one that that scares me. This is the one. And I, it looks like it there, and it looked like and felt like in yeah. the way my eyeball reacted. And they only did one side. Yeah. Um, because my eye immediately started watering. Yeah. Um, so it feels like they're all, they're just gonna go all the way up to your eyeball. <laughs> and that's just so weird to think. I mean, I saw those some of those people getting tested like that, and it's like, oh my god. Like, I know. I, I was really afraid of them until Sunday, and yeah. on Sunday, I'm like, he's okay. If I need another test, whatever, yeah. I can do it. I don't know what all these people are complaining about. So I got to my doctor's office. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. And and the rapid test, they can tell you in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was negative. Yeah. And that test. But it's weird to me. I'm like, okay, if I... And I even took my test results with me <clears throat> and to say, look, I'm negative. Mm-hmm. But they're like, nah, we should really do the, the more in-depth test. I'm like, then why are we doing two? If people could get that rapid test and still have it. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't, nothing's making sense. Anymore. You know, that makes no sense. And like, so I said, since you got to get, like, I get my results back tomorrow afternoon. So this is um, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So it's 48 hours, basically. And I said, so I assume I'm just going home to stay for 48 hours. She said, yeah, you're going to be quarantined because you don't know. But it's only for two days, so that's not bad. How many people actually follow these rules <laughs> and stay quarantined? It's just me. <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, I totally would. But I just wonder, you know, how many people are like, fuck it. I'm still going to go and do whatever. You know, I, don't I know. have this real problem. Like I and even though my doctor's like, I don't think you have it. You know, I've got enough weird symptoms that yeah. it could be. Yeah. But um, but I don't feel that bad. I'm, I am vaccinated. Yeah. And. Good. But it's like, I, my guess is there are people who got that and just go right back to work to await the results. And I would have a real problem yeah. with ever thinking that I had it mm-hmm. and was waiting for a test and I gave it to someone. Yeah. Like, that would really bother me. Like, if I, if I gave it to my mom or somebody, that'd be shitty. I know. It's, uh, it's crazy right now. <laughs> It's one thing when you've been exposed and you don't know you have it. And that's, that's totally different. different. But if you knew it and you were going to willingly, I would think that, I mean, if somebody found out that you knew and you exposed, I mean, I think there'd I be get, some liability. I, I would get dropped as a friend. Yeah. I think there'd be some liability there. I mean, if, if you knew that you were supposed to be quarantined and it was traced back, you know, but I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> So I hope uh, next week or next whenever um, I have an update. Yes, that'll be exciting. Uh, we'll yeah. we'll do a little drum roll and everything, and, uh, and I am COVID. And Woo! you'll open up the envelope on the air, uh, and <laughs> it'll be like it'll be a lot like the Maury Povich, like are you, who's the father? You know, opening the envelope. It's like you are the dad, and it's like no way. You know, I'd yeah. be like what. I don't even have a uterus. Yes, it's like it doesn't even say you have COVID. Or it says you're, it says you're having a child. 
like, I'd be what? like, Tony, I thought this was about COVID, but it's about my pregnancy. Surprise! Shit. Surprise! The magic of Maury is what that is. That's just the magic of Maury. Ah, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. First one says, hello, Tony and company. My name's Alex. I've not been listening for long, but I've recognized this is a possible good outlet for me considering I live around nothing but skeptics. I do have to say that most of the people I tell these stories of the unknown paranormal take it with a grain of salt because of my recent history of hallucinations. I suffer from a rare children's mental disorder called uh, PANDAS, which affects the depression and anxiety part of my brain and used to give me hallucinations. Thankfully, I've started a medicine and I've not had any for at least a year now. Now, you know, this might just discount my stories because of this, but before you know that I did not hallucinate when the story I'm about to tell happened, it happened a year or so before I got this disorder. Something I find remarkably interesting about my disorder is that I can tell when something is a hallucination or not. It's odd considering I have auditory, visual, and physical hallucinations, but it got evaluated with my doctor and somehow I know when I'm having hallucinations. Anyway, I have a story from when I was 10 or so years old. Unfortunately, I only remember a few core events of this long haunting due to some memory problems I got from the disorder. But I'll be telling you all the details I can remember. I know how you like your details. My family has moved a lot, and I am talking every year. No, we're not a military family, but my dad was a pastor, and job opportunities for both my parents were extraordinarily little and hard to come by. So at this point, I had not experienced a real haunted house. Honestly, when I was that young, I did not know much about the paranormal. My dad being a Christian pastor of all things and the rest of my family being hardcore in their faith was set on the belief of no Halloween, ghosts did not exist, etc. That proved to be quite hard for me in the future because of the problems these beliefs caused me. But that is another story. So when this story happened, it started right as we just moved into yet another house. By then, I had experienced a lot of weird shit, so I was not really phased by the books flying off bookshelves, random things moving across tables or floors, etc. It was the coming haunting, really. It did not tell anyone, which might seem surprising, but trust me, 10-year-old me had seen some shit. Some little spirit was not about to scare me. The only thing I knew about hauntings is that, like a bully in school, if you ignore it, it will go away. Ha! Huh. Whoever said that was an idiot. The spirit did not leave me alone. After a few months of this happening, the spirit was dying for some acknowledgement due to the fact that they were only doing this poltergeist things to me and none of my family seemed to have any experiences. Because in the middle of one night, a bookshelf almost fell on me in my sleep. My younger sister and I, I'm the oldest of four, shared rooms and were on the bottom bunk of a bunk bed. I got the bell around here somewhere. There it is. And my sheets were getting changed. My sister and I were in the same bed. This bookshelf was not a cheap bookshelf either. It was a hand down from grandparents, I think, and is one of the sturdiest things in the house. The force it would have taken to push it or even just move it took two full grown men. When we had brought it in the house. It took one of those rolling things on the bottom of it and four men to put it on the thing it was big so this is huge sturdy bookshelf nearly fell on us we moved not too long after that financial problems with my parents do not allow for them to keep the house and i hope that the spirit would stay with the house nope it followed 
By then I was getting annoyed. They obviously were not going to leave me alone, so I started to try to communicate with them. Talking to them in the middle of the night, when I knew my sister was asleep and some book had flown off my shelf. I'm trying to go to sleep, I would tell the spirit. Please shut up, Fred. Yes, I named the poltergeist Fred. I was 10, okay? Me talking did not do anything, but once he tried talking back because there was a marker on the wall the next day to my bed one morning, handwriting I didn't recognize, saying a bunch of random words I didn't even remember anymore. But things were getting worse for me, and it was annoying because no one else was experiencing anything, which was quite ridiculous because at this point I was having handfuls of silverware being thrown at me from midair, toys being thrown across the room at me, my hair being pulled, etc. One day, I even woke up to three, thankfully not deep scratches on my back. I showed it to my parents, of course, and of course, they checked my bed, and of course, they found nothing. They shrugged it off and forgot about it. Fred, as I called him, seemed to go on a vacation after that. The occasional book off a shelf or thing chucked at my face, but that was about it. At this point, Fred had been messing with me for two years and I was getting pissed. Of course, I never tried to provoke him, but he provoked me. Not too long after the vacation, I knew he was following me. I was at my grandparents' house and everyone but me and the three dogs went shopping. I was watching the History Channel on TV when I decided I wanted a snack. Fred must have wanted me to stay in the room, though, because a large toy and very loud one appeared mid-air in front of me when I reached the doorway. Dogs went, and went nuts and so did I. I started to curse Fred out. When I yelled at thin air for 20 minutes, I sat down mentally exhausted. When my family got back home, I told them about what happened. My grandparents did not own the toy that appeared midair, but they assumed I went through the garage and found something they had forgotten about. Never got anything from Fred again, even though the he stuck around for a good two years. That's all I got for you this time, but if you'd not mind some cryptid stories, I have plenty of those and a few more ghostly spirit ones. It's surprising how I'm still a teenager, but I have so many stories, even though I would not consider myself sensitive, just open-minded. Peace, Alex. That would be uh, terrifying to constantly have that following you and never knowing when it's going to stop. And I do, I, I mean, open-minded and sensitive, I guess, are similar, but I definitely think he's sensitive. Yeah. Like, if no one else in your family is picking up on that stuff and you're having silverware thrown at you, and that's one question I have, like, like when the big dresser thing fell, like, did no one else think that was weird? Or does any does no one else see the fork going across the room? You know, it just seems like when it happens that much, mm-hmm. did they not see it? Or did they just explain it away as something else? I would imagine. And that happens all the time. I would imagine a bit of both. Probably the, some things, if they are seen by others, they're going to try and explain it away a bit. Um, and, you know, the ones that are not, well, it didn't happen if they weren't there to view it. And the person must be making it up or thinking they're, you know, they saw something that wasn't there. That's how people rationalize that sort of stuff. And, you know, as he was telling the story, he or she, I don't know, um, and what they call the the ghost Fred. Yeah. So I was thinking as it went, and as soon as you said Fred, it made me think old man. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking that's a child, like a bully kid, mm-hmm. like a bully ghost kid. Yeah. That's why the bully ghost is mean to the kid in, who's the same age, or maybe, you know, the bully kid's like three or four years older. But it sounds like what a bully would do. Kind of push stuff over and... Yeah. And 
taunt you and harass you and be mean, just anything to get your attention, like the kid Mm -hmm. who just picks at you, picks at you, picks at you all day long. Yeah. You know, that's just what it reminded me of. And it's like, I don't know how much he comes around anymore, but maybe, you know, it's time to just acknowledge it and say, look, Mm -hmm. can I help you with this? (laughs) Are you... Do you just need my help and my attention to help you go on? <laughs> Let's talk about this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it's weird how it's just him and nobody else. And it's also interesting how he can distinguish between that and seeing hallucinating. And that's got to really, really suck too, just because they even said it at the beginning oh, for their own yeah. credibility. It's like, yeah, well, you know, they hallucinate too. And that's, I'm sure what most people brush off these stories if they were to share them, you know, with some friends and family. It's like, yeah, that's a good story, but you know, it's probably just this or that. And that got to be so frustrating. Well, in his whole life, like yeah. that would be the, you know, like, you know, something I saw, you know, something through forks and knives at me. I had cutler, cutlery being thrown at me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, you did, honey. So I bet it's that, a lot of that. I bet. Thank you. Which for sh- is sad to I know. me. Thank you for sharing that uh, that story with us. Uh, 855-853-4802. Our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi, let's hear yours. Hi, guys. My name is Morgan, and I have been a long-time listener of your show. I thought I would call in and tell you one of my stories. So... When I was in high school, I've always been interested in different religions and just kind of learning about as many as I possibly can. And so I would typically get books at, you know, used bookstores just because it's cheaper. And I was going through a whole bunch and made sense that way. I didn't really think about them being used. Um, So, you know, I didn't see a problem with it at the time. One time when I went to the bookstore, I picked up a bunch of books that I thought were Wiccan. Um, I didn't think about it. You know, I saw the book. I thought it was like a Wiccan spell book. I picked that up with a whole bunch of other religion books and went home, totally forgot about it, um, and then went to a band practice because I was heavily into marching band and all that. And um, So I went to that, came home, totally forgot that I even bought books that night. When I had originally gotten them, I had put in the stack of books underneath this nightstand that I had. And the, the thing about this nightstand is there was one opening um, and all other sides were enclosed. So you could only really put the books in or take them out from one side. Um, and that side was facing my bed which was against the wall. And uh, so I, you know, I had put those there. I went to band practice. And then when I came back from band practice, I was tired. So I just went to bed. Totally forgot about it. So I have experienced sleep paralysis before and like sleep terrors and, and all of that. But The nightmare that I had this night and the sleep paralysis that I had this night was totally different than anything I've ever had before. Um, So I remember waking up in my room and not being able to move or scream and, uh, you know, having a figure 
in front of me. And this is totally consistent with sleep paralysis. And that's what I'm used to. But this time, <laughs> it was a little different. So this time, the figure went from being like an unidentifiable thing standing next to me to pressing its face against my face and like pushing my cheek against the pillow. And then it started screaming at me in Latin. <laughs> you know, I wake up eventually from this, terrified. Still thinking, you know, maybe it is just sleep paralysis. It's just kind of wild, a wild one. Until I flipped the lights on, and the one book that I thought was a Wiccan spell book um, was in the center of my room, and it was open. <laughs> so not only did this book, like, magically get from one side of the nightstand and it had to have like come out gone around the bookshelf because there was only one exit and then made its way to the center of the room um, but it also happened to be the only one out of that entire stack that made its way anywhere and it was open um, to be honest I don't know what page it was open to because I immediately closed it um, and then I decided that I was going to look into this book a little bit more. Come to find out, uh, it was a book about demons, about demons and like Satanist things. Um, I guess I didn't read the title well enough. I mean, I was in high school. Um, and it was used, right? So I have no idea what this book was used for, but it was a spell book for demon sort of things. Um, so I was like, oh, great. Well, that's awesome. I got rid of the book, and I thought, you know, problem solved, it's gone. Well, for the next couple of months, I'd say, strange things would happen. Um, you know, my lights would flip on and off. A TV would turn on and off by itself. Um, I had a cross on my wall. Um, sometimes it would flip or, like, get knocked off. So I would always have to keep putting that up. Um, things would go missing, like my keys would just be randomly in a different room. Um, and then we started seeing figures. Um, and, and by figures, I think it's more like shadow people. Because it was always just like the size of a person, but it was a black mass. There was never any identifiable features. Um, I thought, you know, maybe I'm just losing it. <clears throat> until my mom started seeing these as well and things started happening to her as well. Um, eventually it got to the point where I went to band camp for the summer, not for the summer, but for like a couple weeks. Um, and we had gone away for that. And my mom had let me know while I was gone, she had like saged the whole house and it, yelled at whatever was in my room to, and told it to get out of my room. Um, so after that, it seemed like things got a little better. Uh, things are still kind of every now and then some small things happen. Like we see a figure every now and then, but it's definitely a lot better. My old room is still really strange though. Like every single dog that my parents have had, 
they don't like my room, specifically my closet, which is freaky to me. But specifically, they'll just come and stare at the closet. Um, their hackles will go up for no reason. They'll, like, just put on the brakes, though, before going into that room. They just hate it. So I don't know if there's a connection to the book. Maybe there was something already in that house, and maybe the book just kind of stirred it up. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but, yeah, I just thought I would tell you that story. It's a little spooky. <laughs> and just see what you guys uh, think about that. So I have many more stories, uh, but I will save those for a different day. You guys have a great day. Thank you for listening. Talk to you later. That's why you don't buy secondhand uh, demon uh, spell books. I mean, I think then, we, you know what we all learned that I in was, third grade. I'm so right there with you because I was thinking as she was talking. I'm like, this is like a public service announcement. So next time you're at the used bookstore and you're picking up a book about demons, and it's used, mm-hmm. think twice about taking that book home. Yeah, I mean, as she's, it was just like a public service announcement. This is what I did. And then she didn't even realize she'd gotten it. See, once again, she wasn't even paying good attention to what she was buying. Accidentally brought home a demon book. You just got to think about it. You got to be like, hey, everybody, I'm Tony Brewski from Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs> if you're ever at the... You need the, music. You know, I, it, it, just, it, oh, wait, I know th- what this, you're We're just going to okay. do this. This is, you know, it's kind of quiet. It's just like a big white drop behind me. And... Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're ever at the, the used bookstore and you see that book about demons and it looks like there might be some scribbling in the lines of the pages, it means it's probably used and probably used to conjure up demons. You probably should just put that back on the shelf, mister, and go to find a Choose Your Own Adventure, Nancy Drew. There you go. That's... <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> The more Unless you know. It's the Nancy Drew Nancy Drew investigates demonic behavior book. Oh, th- there was that one where Nancy gets possessed. Do you remember that one? And uh she ends up uh doing things with the Hardy Boys uh that it's like, "Oh my god, this is such an explicit version of Nancy Drew. I've never heard of this before." And she then, will get like she was having one of those um those dreams yeah. and Instead of a demon pressing her face, it was one of the Hardy Boys. Yeah, it was, and it was it was an absolutely horrible. It gets really twisted and weird, and you know it's it's when where Nancy has the famous line, "Your mother sucks cocks in hell." Um, <laughs> do you remember that one when Nancy Drew said that? That was like, wow, because like on the back of the book, you know, it has like little quotes and like sometimes on the front of the Nancy Drew books, it's like a line that she's saying as she's you know, doing investigating, but her eyes are green and it's like, your mother sucks cocks in hell in kind of italicized print. It's really, it's a, it's a cover <laughs> you'll never forget. And to save the um, identity, to protect the identity of a fictional character, when mm-hmm. the movie was made, they named her Reagan. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was really just kind of amazing. I mean, that's the interesting story about Nancy Drew is that, <laughs> uh, knows. yeah. It was actually inspired by The Exorcist, uh, Nancy Drew was. The uh, the new Nancy Drew, there was a, ser- a series on television on, I don't remember, no, FX or something, I don't know. Uh, Fox, I think it was. Um, and Harper really got into that. And I watched a couple episodes too, and it was actually pretty good. Nancy Drew is a little more, uh, you know, adult uh, now, um, but uh, it's it was good. It was, uh, it was an interesting kind of thriller show. You know, 
I have to say, though, any t- I'm not a big advocate. Like, I don't like going antiquing and stuff. I, I like looking at the stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. But I just don't want to bring it in my house. That's why, like, last week with you, I'm going, you are that that baby carriage that mm-hmm. you put out in your yeah. golf course. I can't remember yeah. where you put it. Um, I'm like, you're not bringing that in your house, are you? No. I get really freaked out about bringing stuff like that in your house. Yeah, so it's here and now. So, the uh, the baby carriage is here. And it here. does look great. It yeah. really does. It's going to live in the shed or the barn uh, out of season. Uh, it's not going in the house for storage. Uh, it's not even going in the garage. Now, that thing, yeah. it's got to be... Now, like having hands on it and seeing it, build that, it its own little shed. <laughs> I'm guessing that thing's got to be almost like a hundred years old, if not more. Oh, it's old. It is. It looks great. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it is creepy. But uh, yeah, the little addition to the um, uh, the graveyard in the front yard. If you want to see pictures of it, you can uh, follow me at Tony Bruski on uh, on Instagram. And uh, it's good. I put a lot, those, a lot of those up there. But uh, yeah, that was the work of my mother. Um, she uh, she found it at a thrift store and said, "You want this uh, for your graveyard?" And I said, "Yes, that would be awesome. Only five dollars, just like most moms would do." Oh, yeah. look at this adorable haunted little carriage. Tony would love it for his graveyard. Yeah. I'm going to call it. My mom bought me a baby carriage uh, for my graveyard because that's you know that's what thoughtful moms do. <laughs> Tony but, will love it. But we've been. Uh, I, she's uh, she's the one who really kind of got me into Halloween and doing all the decorating and making it spooky. So it was kind of cool that uh, she got to to add that to the the graveyard this year when they. She visited. nailed it because it yeah. really does fit perfectly, and it's something like if it rains and stuff, mm-hmm. weather is going to only make it look better. Yeah, it's so uh, you can leave it outside. It is cool. Um, it comes with a lot of demons, um, and I hear children crying you in my front. Book. Now, it's really weird. At night, you got the baby's carriage out in the front yard, and you hear children crying in the front yard. Uh, but it's like, hey, you know what? That just it makes it even more authentic, and that's that's what we're going for here uh, this Halloween. Make it real. So, all right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person in EPP, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs> <laughs>